0: There's guidelines, but there's no set rules on how to make it, you know? And then when you you realize there is no it, you don't make anything. All you do is make it a full time to commit to whatever you wanted to do, but there's no certain invisible borderline that says, you know, when you, right when you hit there, that Mario song goes off when he's coming down (laughs) the pole, firecrackers come up.
1: Yo, what's good? This is Clint, your host on the Music is My Business podcast, the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career. If you want your questions answered live, join me on YouTube at Clint Music on Wednesdays and let's chop it up. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Listen, man, so I got my guy, Gildy, man. If you don't know who he is, Gildy Flores he has produced music that has been heard on the movie wolverine he's worked with timberland he produced music for a video game called uncharted produced music for an hbo max series he and a bunch it's so many like i just had to narrow it down to four because i'm like bro like we will literally go on for like an hour just listing these credits out so without further ado man my guy gildy what's good bro how you feeling
0: What is up, man? Doing well, dude. Doing well, man. Thank you for having me on. Nah,
1: no doubt, man. So I guess for those who don't know, let the people know a little bit about you, kind of, you know, how you got started in production and we'll go from there, man. And just, just chop it up. You know, we've had some, some dope conversations. So I thought it would be dope to kind of, you know, bring some, some conversation to the podcast and then answer some questions near the end, man. if, If the people have questions.
0: For sure. Well, man, that is a long story. And, you know, I, I like to talk, man. So I'll keep it real short. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, this really just the hobby. It started off as a hobby and, and you know, my dad tried to get me involved in music and stuff and I didn't want it. <laughs> so I think it just, you know, trying to be in a small town and, and just like, man, what do I do? How do I get out there? You know, right. and then touring with bands and I did that for a good while. Then I realized this is not it, you know. I, I need something in music, this is not it. So then I go off and become a sound engineer and decide this is not it, you know? So eventually with working as a sound engineer, I got to work with some producers that have worked with like Avril Lavigne, Rolling Stones, and all these different ages of cats, you know? So in that, man, I, I think just through conversation, I realized, you know, I'm missing something and it's like creativity, like I need to be behind. I need to like be behind some of these records and, you know, my favorite things. and. So little by little man i just started you know dabbling in music and had a cousin that could rap so brought him into my studio you know make egg those eggshell cartons on there yeah. you got that walmart mic, man just take it <laughs> up dude so with all that said man i think it's just i'm glad i used to you know be at one point in my life where i would just be like man why am i not gonna make it why why can't i get a, you know why can't i get a handout why can't i do my thing and realized that i needed to go through all that because it prepared me to where i am today and because i am there i did go through all that i eventually went into like you know coming from no formal taught i wasn't formally taught you know scoring now you know learning about orchestration and and dude i'm telling you man i have such a rich story and and being that bedroom producer guy and i've been blessed to be but i'm still always going to be that yeah that hungry at heart guy so yeah, man. So it's still a climb. So that's why I'm like not going to end it. It's still a climb. And right. and I'm just grateful for it, man.
1: Yeah. No, that's dope, dude. Like, legit, man. I think you're like the hardest working dude in sync right now, man. Like, every time I talk to you, I'm just like, yo, like, you know, we're talking about what we're working on. Bro, after I get done talking to you, I'm like, I'll be, I'll have like three projects at the same time going on. And I just be like, man, I, I don't think I'm doing enough. It's <laughs> like, you, oh. you are like juggling a lot bro like i don't know man like what you i mean i of course you don't have to go into specifics no, no, no. but like what are what are some of the things you've been working on man what are you juggling at the moment
0: well right now i think the reason i have so much is because again going back to that that person that's not i wouldn't say i'm not satisfied man but it's like i've had that hunger and it's like i got to keep going cuz if i allow myself to get comfortable i'm going to stay there and then I'm yeah. going to get stagnant. And then I'm going to be looking back at why I didn't make that next move. So the way I've, I've built my mentality up is like always have that next move in mind, you know, right. even if I other things. And I'm grateful to have a team of people now. So now that I have like I can keep going and getting new projects, I have, you know, my my hands on that are working those other projects. So right. I think I just just have the mentality of like there's so much out there to conquer, man and yeah. conquer within myself there ain't no competition to me like i don't i don't look at it as the next guy it's just always who where i was and just you know being blessed to have the opportunity and so i'm not gonna slack i'm not gonna let that go and give it up you know i always i remember praying man just one opportunity it's all i need and here comes george you know george matthews fm and yeah, yeah. Give me that one opportunity man so that you know after that one thing i just never let up and i'm not gonna let up so it's just yeah to sum it all up i just love music man so i'm always willing to take on a project you know growth growth bro
1: yeah man so so you mentioned man like you know finally getting that that opportunity and i feel like some people they don't start doing the work until the opportunity comes like what was what was your situation like were you like working on your craft like all the way up until the point like george reached out like what what were you doing before you know you actually kind of broke it into the sync space?
0: Man, everything. I was I was selling car parts. I was selling donuts. I mean, whatever I could do.
1: What you kind know, of donuts I'm, though? Because I like donuts. I'm just I saying. Just, <laughs>
0: I do eat too much donuts though. Way <laughs> too much donuts though, <laughs> dude. So I think I was just in the workforce, man. Um, okay. It's part of that whole thing that a lot of us, you know, creatives that I've spoke to have to deal with. Like we're trying to find our place in life, you know, mm-hmm. above anything because we got this musical ability and this gift that we were given, right. but there's right. no clear cut way on how to, you know, how to exercise it or how to get it out or how to get in touch with people or, you know, be, get listened to. Exactly. So at the time I was, I had multiple jobs, man. And and I love telling this cause it's like, I have no shame. I have no yeah. shame, like eating SpaghettiOs and living off of a, you know, a teacher's salary, yeah. you know, it's like I had those times and I appreciate them. And it's like at the time I was really just wanting to get a get heard, man, somewhere, some way. And so going back real quick to 2007, I got my first MTV show. And I think oh, that's kind of what set the roots for me. And from that after that show, and I'm glad you brought that up because – I went stagnant i didn't take the initiative and i just sat there waiting for some other opportunity to magically appear Mm. and because that the waiting period took from 7 to 2012 and that was yeah that was me sitting there waiting so in the meantime i was again trying to just live man i was doing all these odd jobs and my work history was horrible because i'd been a musician so it's like it's all good man i now looking back it's like i see the universe prepped me for where i am today you know because i had to go through those struggles and hardships so i could appreciate where i am which yeah. ties in why i'm always on projects man i'm just yeah. like grateful to be where i'm at so bam you gotta you can't let it go you can't, yeah.
1: i feel you bro man so you waited like five years after getting the first placement like so man i I can imagine you lost like a lot of momentum and i see where the hunger is now because you're like yo like there there's not going to be another time where i wait five years before i go out and find you know some some more work musically yeah so what pushed you like was it just you just got tired of just waiting around
0: man i i'm gonna be honest i was one of those I wouldn't say a moron to be super hard on myself, but that was the old me. So yeah, I was a moron. So I just, dude, I was just, just, I don't know why, man. I just sat around and I think because, you know, I was always that person that would outdo myself, you know? So like being a bass player, uh keyboard player, guitarist and jumping on percussions and I even play accordion, man. And the reason right. why i on the bus, you know, traveling with these groups I played with, I would always pick up other people's instrument and dabble with it to the point where, I would learn it, you know, eventually through ear. And so I felt like, man, I, you know, I'm good at what I do as far as playing music instruments and stuff. And I think I got big headed. Well, I did get big headed in that because of small town mentality. Mm -hmm. I could put anything on and play, you know, and then sit with any band and play whatever style of music it was. Like I remember being in the backseat of the cars, traveling to gigs and learning the entire set list in the backseat with headphones and my little zoom pedal, Plugged into my bass and learning the songs while you know driving to the gigs and so i think a lot of that their ego gets too damn big i'm mm-hmm. i i do not like this is a family so i just said the d word in my <laughs> show. You're, you're good I some puppets to come out and drag me off or something man I, I know, now, right? so yeah man i think it's just the the fact that that and i i always say this to everybody man ego will will tear you up man in the worst way and And I'm glad that I had an ego because it's like, you know, I I was just always trying to compete against anything and everything. And it was just the wrong mentality, you know, and it's like that ego kept me from growth. And because of that, I stayed stagnant. And because I was stagnant, I didn't know where the hell to go. I didn't know where to go. And I just waited for a bone to be tossed at me. But you know, it doesn't work like that. It's like you have to go out and find those bones and you know get them yourself and nobody's gonna look out for you and i mean that with love it's like people look out for you but nobody's gonna they're too focused on what they're doing a lot right. of the people that are doing what we do we've got a goal in mind we have an end goal and a lot of the times like for me that end goal is not defined it's just an open road you know mm-hmm. so i'm gonna keep pushing yeah so i realize now being in this position a lot of people that have opportunity are usually giving the opportunities to the people that are seeking it and bringing it. And then also, you know, in sustaining what they do. Yeah. So to see that mentality right there alone and me being egotistic, I was always just sitting and yeah. I realized that and let go of the ego and, and just refresh, man. And like let go of everything I thought I knew and allowed myself just to be adaptable, flexible and straight up just, yeah man that's and that's really what it sum it up mindset mindset is what finally got me to you know grow man and and look at it a whole different way
1: so man i was just having this conversation with with somebody else in 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 our field and it sounds cliche you know you gotta work on your mindset you gotta you know your mentality has to shift like it sounds cliche but like facts like that's where it starts people i feel like people want to They want to have they want to have the placements. They want to have the briefs. They want to have the gigs. They want to have the success. They want to have the things that are a byproduct of the action that you take, the things that you do. Right. But you can't do the things that get the stuff that you want to have at a high level unless you become a different person. You know what I mean? Like you you got to think differently, because if you keep if you keep being the same person you are, you're going to keep getting the same results. Like you're going to keep not getting placements. You're going to keep, you know, not seeing success in whatever it is. It, does, it doesn't even have to be music, but it's like you have to become the person that can do the things that will get the stuff that you want to have. And it's like, it starts with the way you think your mentality It starts with being open-minded, being flexible, from the ego, man. And from what you said, like you had to learn that the hard way. And a lot of people do. Some people don't. The key word learn, like
0: learning is what's, what's going to, you know, it's going to, that's the step that's going to make it to the next yep. level. And dude, yeah. I think I'll, I'll give a lot of credit on my studies, man. Like I, If I wouldn't have gone to school, I would still be that same, that same, you know, stagnant person, man. And I think I went for this is how crazy I was of not knowing what to do in life. I went in school to be a surgical tech, right? But then the the nursing program, you have to wait to get in. So I'm like, all right, well, let me just do my general studies and, you know, do all that (laughs) other crap because I hate math and stuff. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. But (laughs) (laughs) no, man, uh, I do too. I do too. Okay, cool. Math. If you're watching, my bad. Yeah. So, dude, I think I went from that and then to, to being a network admin. So I was like, all right, well, let me climb up in the attic and run, you know, cat five cables across and set up a whole network. And Been there. so then I took a psychology class. And in psychology, I'm just that one student that actually was like really listening to what the professor was saying. And it re- I realized this thing up here, the brain can be rewired like that's threw me for a loop man because then I started thinking back you know like damn like all my life I've been in autopilot my entire life man like you know coming from a home that broken home and you know an alcoholic mother that you know and I seek I say that because she passed away in, in 2019 but I got to watch her flip her mind from being you know extra depressed to at the very end of her life really getting it and trying to make a change you know and i i I, it made me make it i wanted to have like a choice to be either this child psychologist or a counselor and i was like i could save my mom i can become a counselor and save my mom from addiction and this and that Mm -hmm. but then i realized as you go through and taking all these counseling courses and stuff like that that you, nobody has control to change anybody else. You only yeah. have control to change yourself. And when I realized that, man, I literally was that guy that stayed up hours studying self, you know, self self development, basically, you know, yeah. psychology and I literally dude, like, I would go through these music therapy courses and all these different techniques. And I would try them on myself. Like these psychologists, like these therapy things, I would do other methodologies on myself and it worked, man. So yeah. it's like, I still, to this day, sleep with headphones with like different frequencies or, you know, affirmations and sit for the past, I'd say seven years is that's my life. Every night and every day I study, you yeah. know, development. And yeah. cause it's like, it's never, you know, I forced myself at first. Now it's just a way of life, man, but it all yeah. ties in mentality. It's like yep. to get your mind where you got to go, you're unstoppable. And you're in no competition.
1: Yeah, you know? facts. Yeah, dude. That's I agree, man. I start every day reading some, learning something, reading a book, you know, cause, and just and just get get focused, man, before the day starts. But that's dope, man. We had a conversation, bro, and it was super inspiring to me because you mentioned your mom and her passing away, you know, in 2019. Which you know, mm-hmm. uh, sorry to hear that. My oh, condolences okay. to you and the fam, but you know, not, but, but I said, but again, any, no. anyhow, because <laughs> anyhow, I, I don't, I don't want to negate what I just said, but anyhow, like what, I imagine you had projects going on. Like what was going on when that was happening?
0: I signed my first universal as a vendor. Like I literally, no. the day she passed hours later, I signed. Yeah. My first vendor agreement with them. And then I also had, two trailer projects, which was a sub pub from Universal mm. that I had to have deliverables done that day. I had a deadline of that day. And mind you, few nights before my mom had gone into, you know, life support and, you know, just the, the, that really heavy part of life where I was sitting there, you know, I remember countless times that I was sitting there alone with her and, you know, she's on all these machines and stuff and not to get all dramatic, but just to show you the mindset that I've developed. And it's like, I knew I had these deadlines, man. And of course I wasn't saying that's more important than my mom. I just knew that in my life that, you know, of course I was at first, the natural part of me was like, what the hell am I gonna do, man? Like Mm -hmm. my mom's important. I can't just leave home and do this. And then I started looking at like, I'm a real big guy on perspective. You know, I I believe that perspective has a lot of lenses that we control, you know, Mm -hmm. we pop a lens down And it's how we're going to see our life and whatever situations in front of us. And that's another thing I learned, you know? So anyway, here am I, here I am thinking of what am I going to do? You know? So I pop in the perspective of, okay, this is what you wanted to do for a living. You're, you're facing something that nobody wants to face, but this is life. This is life that doesn't happen to tear you down. This isn't my fault that because I was, you know, had a bad mentality. This is life coming back at me. Mm. Life is neutral it's us that have the responsibility to take whatever responses we do from the situation. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, I decided, you know, all right, well, this is what it is. So I stayed with her, did all, did all her thing and not. And by the grace of all that, I did completed the deliverables. I completed the project, you know, and I balanced it because I just had to put my mind in a place where this is your, this is what you're doing. This is your career sure you know there's a lot of circumstances but you have to find a way to balance yeah. Somehow you have to balance you know because <laughs> and with it it's again man it's it's i just my mentality and that's how i was able to you know let her pass and then like come with that whole thing of like you know what i go from here but I, I will again just because of all those times I put, you know, the affirmations, the headphones, frequencies and like self-development. I hate reading too, but I put audiobooks, you know. Yep. So I don't yes. even give myself, I don't even give myself this whole, well, I can't read cuz I hate reading, like there's audiobooks. There's exactly. always a- listen always. to it. <laughs> so like, because of that, I was prepped. I was prepped. I knew my place when the time came. Mm. And I was, I was because of my mentality got me through everything. And even to this day, like I have no, I don't feel like sadness or anything because yeah. it's a whole different conversation, but you know, I believe in, in my faith, it's like just another chapter that she's gone to mm. and I'm still here. And the human part of me, I, I made a deal with it. Like, man, you know, your mom, all she ever wanted was to take care of you, to give you mm. the best, you though she didn't know how to do it. Yeah, you all had you know little fat kid with all the food i could eat all the toys i wanted you know she always took care of me yeah. and because of that i was like her main point was to take care of me so now it's my responsibility to take care of me in honor of her so yeah. i'm gonna do the best i can for me in this while my time is is here you know yeah so see how the that lens of perspective that i flipped on and made a good thing out of something devastating you know and it's so it's that wisdom man that that you have that anything you face in life you're going to be okay cuz you yeah. are in control of your response you know
1: Man yeah man. Yo, if you're serious about your music business, then you should know how important it is to have an email list so you can stay in touch with your fans, your followers, and customers. The problem is a lot of these email services charge you more and more the more subscribers subscribe to your list. Well, I found a solution and it's called Flowdesk and you get unlimited subscribers for one price. And that price, I don't know, it's not even $40. Like it's mad cheap, yo. You get automatic list cleaning. It's a simple, easy to use platform that makes it easy to send out email campaigns. Campaigns and it's all for one fee every month, the same fee. You just keep paying the same price, no matter how many subscribers you get. So listen, today I want to give you 50% off your subscription to Flowdesk. Just go to com slash Flowdesk. That's com forward slash F L O D E S K. Once again, that's com slash Flowdesk. Flow without the W, just F L O. Now go build that email list. Back to the show. That's crazy, bro. Like, I mean you had you had the ultimate excuse to not to not work, bro. It's like uh, But yeah, man, you kept going, bro. That's that's crazy. Shout out to you, man. Just the, the the mental and emotional strength. To be able to push through that, man. It says a lot about you and, and your worth at the ethic, man. So that's dope, man. So, but you, you mentioned my guy, George, man. How did y'all link up and, and you know, start working together? Cause I know, I know he could, he connected us. Cause we like, we've been following each other for, for, for like years now, but then we actually got to work on some stuff cause you were like, what, neat, neck deep in, into sync projects? Yes, still am. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah,
0: man. So George is one of those one, those one, you know, I always think I'm a nerd. I always think of Dr. Strange going like that. Like I, he was my one shot, man. And I say that because don't get it wrong. I was putting out 100 emails, you know, I was taking my time and like the day where I would wake up and, you know, do my morning routines, have coffee. And in that time, you know, send out emails again. Cause dude, I remember all the days where I was like, I don't have connections. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I, I like what the heck, dude. And when I realized, you know, the initiative and, and taking control and, and letting that ego go, yep. that's when I really started to reach out, you know. And, and so with that, I would while I'm having my coffee, I would go ahead and send emails out, and and I learned how to truncate from high. My name is Gildy Flores. I'm a composer living in the blah blah blah, and it's currently blah blah blah. Like dude, <laughs> so I learned how to treat people like people you know like with all yeah. respect for your time this is you know kind of a little bit of like a very brief of i'm here basically i, I my point was uh, i'm here to help you help yep. me like how can i help you instead yep. of check out my music you know that was last it was like how can i help you and by the way my music's down there <laughs> if you need help yep. you know it is so anyway george reached out man and it was like he was like hey you know blah 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 and at the time he was black curtain he would go by Black Curtain. Okay. So he was working with the manager that was in the manager game. She was actually a manager for CeeLo Green. So I I saw them connect and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get music to CeeLo Green, but here's this other opportunity for TV, mm-hmm. you know, that George was spearheading. So sure enough, man, he gave me an opportunity and I went from like maybe 10 tracks all the way to like 500 later because I just, I was right there like, what do you need next? What do you need mm-hmm. next? What do you need? My daughter, you know, we, we had our daughter 2012 and I remember I was working Shaws of Sunset mm-hmm. and I had like a gigantic workload that I took upon. So I have a picture somewhere on social media, but I'm like in the hospital with my wife who just delivered. And there I am with my laptop in the hospital yeah. making for the show. Like, again, wow. no excuses, man. It's just like it's what I signed up for. So I got to I got to play. I got to yeah. play ball on the field and I got to keep going. Yeah. So. Yeah. is that one person, man, that gave me that email back after hundreds of them. And I stopped emailing everybody else. And I know a lot of people are like, don't do that, keep going. Mm-hmm. But I had to focus on this one opportunity that I got and made sure that I learned the ropes. Because for me, it was an experience I was going to learn from. Because mm-hmm. once I learned that, then I could carry forward after I've gotten placements, after I learned how to you know, schedule A's and all the good stuff, metadata and all the things I needed to learn, Yeah, I found this guy who was going to actually take the time to teach me, you know, yeah. and yep. so because of that, I shut all the noise off, learned, and then I adapted from that point. So, that's fire. yeah, I always, I always shout out him because he's literally the one that started it. And he's <laughs> probably tired of hearing it, but I'll never stop, man.
1: <laughs> man, that's my guy, bro. Like, I remember when we, we first linked up and and had some conversations over the phone, man, and yeah dude like we just clicked instantly man and i think it you know just the mentality thing the work ethic man it's just like yo like you know when you when everyone you talk to are like on the same page as far as like yo just get it done figure out a way to get it done it makes things easier on on everybody and then it, it becomes really really hard to talk to other people who don't get it and you know immediately when they don't get it and they have to learn it and I think that's why it's so hard <clears throat> sometimes it's so hard to pass on opportunities man because everyone oh. they don't get it and you know and, and I'm sure you I'm sure you've gone through that as well with you know trying to give give someone an opportunity and you know there's just still some some growing that needs to happen before they could yep. you know
0: and i think that's it i'm going through it now and i have patience man thank god i have patience because yeah. I, a lot of people in our field that don't have patience with people mm-hmm. and i'm always trying to remind myself of i always think of myself that was didn't know anything and yeah. it's not it's cool and it's good because there's no real in my journey there's no guide there's no there's guidelines but there's no set rules on how to make it you know exactly. and then when you, you realize there is no it you don't make anything all you do is make it a full time to commit to whatever you wanted to do. But there's no certain invisible borderline that says, you know, when you, right, when you hit there, that Mario song goes off when he's coming down the pole <laughs> firecrackers come up, you know, that, that, yeah. <laughs> anyway. yep. So that and see from coming from a perspective of, of like, I want to get my music and TV film. How do I do this? Right. That is the, that should be, you're always flame that you go back to that should keep you inspired, your spark. There we go. Yeah. And a lot of people lose that because and, and I'm dealing with it now, man. And it's like I will always I go the initiative and I have people, dude, why do you go so much? Like, stop babysitting people. And I'm like, dude, it's because it's not an easy thing to just jump into. It's a whole different world from like making a beat and pitching it to an artist than actually making a getting a placement because then the whole wow factor of oh, you just your work got you know approved. Now you got deliverables. Now you right. have all versions. Now you have stems, and all these things. And then your labeling has to be right. Then the most important: read the brief. You know, read the brief. Like I put, I can't be any more clear. I like boldface. I put bigger <laughs> letters. Read description, and I don't mean to be an ass about it. I'm just like, dude, that everything you need is right there if you it's just right take. There. Plus, I go the other st- extra step and give examples. I yeah. show you how to name it using my name, yeah. and then a lot of times I get people sending me stuff back with my name on it and stuff. I'm like, oh man, put your name
1: there. Put <laughs> your not- name. You're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I laugh at. it. I don't get mad at it. I'm just like, oh, it's shit. funny. You know, I'm not clear enough. My bad. My bad. Yeah. But it's just that thing of I, I always remind myself. A lot of people don't. It- it's hard when you first get in. It's if it- there's no clear ways so you have to speak at that level and it's not a level who's better it's like at the level of hey i'm just coming into work my first day how do i do this no problem you know but on that same token there's a lot of times like right now i have universal knocking on my door saying hey here's a new show i need and they don't give you a deadline it's like i need tracks it's an ongoing project it's Mm. being you know it's in post being edited throw throw work at me throw throw me so then I'm having to like, you know, here, okay, here's this opportunity, everybody, if you want it, you know, whoever. And then I get like the message. It's like, well, what's the deadline? Dude, yeah. I, it's ASAP. I don't have a deadline. Just get me some music, you know? And like, I have to be patient. And it's like, well, I don't have this. And like, why are we having this conversation? Like I I get it, bro, but please not. <laughs> no. it's like I, and I try to be respectful about it and I am respectful, yeah. but yeah. it's like, it's those things that I wish that people would say, look, man, before I do this, I got to understand I'm working with somebody who's got a life outside of this as well, even though yeah. they work at home or wherever, they're giving me an opportunity. So I remember when George gave me those opportunities, I never asked him questions. Yeah. I, would, I would do instead of questions, I would find it on my own because internet is vast. Yes. And then I would get like a demo up and then send it, hey, man, I just created this mock up of a deliverables. Can you check it? Yeah. That's a different thing. than how do I do it? It's yep. like, can you check this? Then he looks at it and he's like, Oh dude, this is great. Or this looks great, but just fix this one thing. Yep. I found the answers I needed. <clears throat> I didn't bug him about it. It's so it, there's a way of like milking somebody. And then there's a way of like doing, taking the initiative and finding out and it's okay to say, is this right opposed to how do I do it? Right. Uh, I don't, oh, I can't do, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. Yeah. You know, and it's just those those people that you you know if you're one of them out there just just i just just challenge yourself just look at it do you really want to do this and if you do just know that people like us that are in it already are are we know we can hear you and what, we can read through the lines and you know people like myself i'll be there to help out but like other people will be like bam close the door immediately on them and you yeah. know and then bad taste in their mouth about sync and yeah man it's those things we don't talk about. I think we had this conversation. Like, I was, yeah, wish dude,
1: put it yeah, out. I'm, yeah, and the thing, you know, if you're like the way I kind of broke in <clears throat> again, like, there was no i'm reaching out to libraries libraries aren't going to tell you all the things that like we tell that's why i put so much information out there because it's like yo like i it would be really helpful if this stuff was out there when i was you know trying to get started but no you're right and i feel like you know once you once you've been doing it for so long sometimes there's just certain things we don't think about so then when we are passing information to somebody we're it's Some things we may skip over or not think if someone was just starting out, they don't have the same context as us. You know what I mean? So sometimes you do kind of kind of you got to have that patience to be able to break certain things down. But, yeah, I love what you said as far as like go and try and find the answers first, you know, take initiative and then, you know, come back and, and then present that because, i mean i got bmg sent me a brief a while back and it was for they wanted trailerized like r&b right okay. so anytime you know a publisher is saying trailerized it's not the same format as just like regular just an r&b song otherwise they would have just said we just want an r&b song but You know, I didn't ask, okay, well, like, what is, like, what is that? Like, how do I do this? I just started Googling, man, and then I started listening to the structure of trailer music, and then, you know, I found a structure and then just kind of replicated that and then presented it, and then, you know, they, I think they had a, they they had a, like, a trailer composer kind of go over and do a thing but it was kind of already formatted for him so it made the whole project easier because you know it just took the time to do some research on my end and then present it so now if something like that comes up and that was the first time that happened you know they know okay well he knows how to do that now that's it
0: i mean even a hack on that like a lot of the times that i would do like even getting into trailer music that was going back a little bit more film scoring like even all those things like I, again i wasn't formally taught i didn't go to juilliard or i didn't i can't even i can read music but not fluently. like i've taught yeah. my how to read music i'm that guy that when my daughter was taking piano lessons i was in there every day at the crack of the door watching mm. and you know watching how she learned how to read music and then you know you just it's it's a it's like everything else it's just a language you know yeah. but but you need to have that theory in mind to you know to teach yourself orchestration it's just it's going to take time but i literally taught myself from scratch orchestration you know and i'm not saying i'm the best at all at it but it's like i have enough to to do a mock-up and you know get the job done but in that man it's like i taught myself orchestration which i wanted to get into trailer music and what i would do at the time is i would go and grab trailer trailer cues okay. bring up my session and lock the tempo you know mm. do the best as i could to lock the tempo Then I would look at it visually and say, okay, well, this has to be the intro. Mm -hmm. This has to be the section of, okay. So then I would watch a trailer and see this, all the stuff I was doing without asking, how do I do it? Or, oh, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I was myself. And so using that method, I started realizing there was, you know, three acts in there, that the intro, then act, you know, act one and act two and then act three, you know, stuff. And the act three is usually called the, the, oh my gosh, that's what the B, the, oh no, the end, the, uh. Yeah, I can't even talk. It don't matter. We're not just doing, to <laughs> man, you know, the in the track or or the oh my gosh, the back end. She okay. was Or the back end. So, what I started doing was taking those trailers that I liked and I would put them in my session, lock the tempo in and start going piece by piece and recreating it. Same feel, same groove, but with my own melodies and you know, I changed the key and stuff like that. Yeah. But I used that as a tool to like really start studying it you know right. i would any genre i wanted to bring in i'd bring in a cue lock it up to my tempo and everything and start building section by section yeah. the more you do that the more you start understanding that foreign language mm. and it becomes like something that oh now i know how to do trailer music and yeah. now i hear it. and of course taking courses and stuff but it's just those steps the initiative of like i want to be a trailer composer mm. what do you do? you know don't did you know yeah you can sure as you can ask people how do I do this how do I do this or bring in what's out there you're not recreating the will take the will and study it you know and, and learn to make it your own Yeah. like so that's that's those things man that just it just helps to take the initiative yeah
1: that's facts dude yeah dude like scoring a pitcher is that's a whole nother beast man like what how how's your experience been with that and how does it differ from, you know, just composing, you know, cues for a TV show or, you know, just creating music and then the music just getting synced? Man, that's scary, bro.
0: It is scary at first because I'm that <laughs> guy they got into it saying I can do it. <laughs> and then it's like, OK, bam, here here's you know, here's a raw unedited. You know, we're, we're still going to have to ask for there'll be some cut downs. We'll cut scenes out. So you're going to have to restructure. I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, you know? And then yeah. I get, and I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do now? So here I am searching how to do this, reading film score, anything I could do, right. but my, you only have, you know, a few, few days to get it done if yep. you're lucky. Or it's like by noon, you know, and it's, you know, you get those. So I think I just, YouTube, man, YouTube has a lot of good material on, on I would go for the doll I'm working with, and then I would go like film scoring for Cubase. you know you watch it and then you kind of get the idea but before that i prepped myself before i said i know how to do it i would look at film score books and like learn everything has a process at least some lines for you you know yeah and you have those guidelines in place then you just kind of fill in the blanks for yourself so i knew about a spotting session where you actually sit with the director and you all watch the the material and you kind of just pinpoint at you know at the time code you know two minutes and 32 seconds we want the music to start here yeah. and then it's run over to about three minutes that's when the music out we need a heart out you know because mm-hmm. the door will slam or something so with that you basically score in scenes you don't think of it as a whole like you would think of a movie from the beginning to the end yeah. when you have the spotting sessions you're having little individual cues you got to think of it as cues in sections okay. so you focus on that cue at a time so when you bring it in you basically i looked up daw and how to sync my time code with the picture you know okay. yeah. once i locked that in and i was able like moving it you know my have a jog wheel moving a little bit and i noticed my time that my cubase was matching up with the pictures time i knew i got it synced on perfectly okay. so once you do that then you go ahead and look at your spotting notes okay well the music starts at two thirty. so so then you kind of look at the picture if you don't have a temp track a lot of Places or a lot of films have like or material have temp tracks, you know, okay. and something that basically a music editor already plugged the music in and the director loves the feel of it. It's going perfectly with that. Mm. So when they fall in love with that and they get it to you, your job is to basically replace that temp track. So I go by like the tempo of it and I listen to it as why did the re- director pick this? Why did he approve of this? And I just, you know, mimic the, the tempo of it, the feel of it and just kind of do my own thing. But yeah, as long as you're meeting the in and out and your the body of it follows what the other, what the temp track was doing, mm-hmm. then that, you're on the right page. Cause you're basically just kind of retelling that song story, that how it matched the picture. You're yeah. retelling that in your way and getting the temp track out of the way. It's got to feel the same to the director when he gets it back. He wants to play, play, watch that scene. And even though that music that he fell in love with is gone, yours is doing the job. It's carrying the super motion. It's it's pulling through, you know, things like that. So I would say those are the things to really keep in mind. I love when they have music. A lot of people are like, I hate him. It makes
1: it easier for you because... I I've, I've, I had my first opportunity to score the pitcher with a, a publisher I was working with. And luckily he was, <clears throat> he was able to kind of coach me on, you know, the, like locking in the time, the key, the time and all of that stuff, time code. And cause that's crucial. If you mess that up, like you're placing music in the oh. wrong spots. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he had kind of put me up on game and I didn't, I didn't have temp tracks. They were just like, luckily it was, they were looking for like, hopeful ambient stuff which is easy for me but you know you're creating this out of thin air and this is a crazy thing bro it was a pilot for what was what was the name of the show it was a pilot i think it was called deaf out loud so all of the the cast were deaf they weren't talking bro like so you don't know like what what emotion is this supposed to be because they're wow. just, you know, it's sign language, bro. And, like, a couple laughs and giggles here. But I'm like, I'm lost, bro. I was like, I have no idea what to do. But, you know, I just kind of, man, you just you just dive, dude. You just dive and you figure out how to swim when you in that joint. But it, it turned out nice. But it it is definitely different. And I agree. Yeah, I think it would definitely be helpful to have temp tracks to kind of give you a vibe in, in, of what they're looking for. Otherwise, you're just kind of you know you're you're kind of just guessing yeah I got a question for you though how do you and I like that you you mentioned you kind of break it down like scene by scene so do you go and like produce the track and then bring it back in and and place it in the scene or are you like composing the tracks like to picture in real time and then changing tempos like how do you do that If you're not using social media to build your brand as a producer, then you're missing out on a ton of opportunities and money to grow your music production business. That's why I'm pulling back the veil on my social media growth strategy, giving you all the tools you need to be able to grow your social media as well. Now, the goal of this course is not to teach you how to attract a bunch of random followers, but how to attract targeted followers who will soon become loyal customers and clients using the power of social media. So if you're a producer, if you're an artist songwriter. By the end of this course, you will learn how to increase your following and income with social media, how to create an effective content strategy, and how to build influence and trust with your followers. So if you're ready to step your social media game up, just go to clintproductions.com courses to enroll today. That's clintproductions.com courses. One more time, clintproductions.com slash courses. Enroll in the social media growth for producers and use the discount code podcast 20. So you can save a little bit of money, Let's go.
0: Yeah, I think what it is is basically just you, because see, when you first get in and you don't really know, it's like you would think that you would score again from beginning to end, right? Mm. So if you do it as cue by cue, then you're only focused on on cues. So, for instance, like if I have a a a picture that I'm scoring or working with, and it's got thirty three scenes, just a short. Say it's got thirty three scenes of music. Yeah. So what? do is that you wouldn't open project oh you're good no
1: keep talking i'll be right back i'm gonna turn this alarm off
0: (laughs) oh you basically the way you think of it is that you take the uh section by section so instead of having one major project and like calling it say the film is called stop i don't know and you would take one project and, and create one project and basically bring the film in and then score from the beginning to the end i feel weird like now he's coming in all right so so basically you take you take the project and bring it in and you would think that you would score from the beginning to the end of the film but by doing that you got to work with you know the scene one then when you go to scene two say scene one tempo was like 80 beats per minute scene two was about 120 minutes if you were to score the whole film like that and say on scene 20 you were you had to go do a revision or or, you know tweak something and you messed the tempo up on one thing, you just screwed the whole time up for the entire movie. You know what I mean? You messed the entire movie up because you don't don't know where you accidentally changed something, but now everything is off sync. And I've done that before and that's some scary stuff. So by doing that, but thank God I I was able to, again, find a way to fix it. So then I started doing, so say you have those, there's 33 scenes in one film, short Mm -hmm. film so what i'm the way it's going to look for me is i'm going to have 33 projects okay you know what I'm saying? So like what i'll do is i'll bring in the film you know get it all set up to my doll then i'll save that as a template okay. so then i'll do from now on i'll go to a q1 right like and when i start my first Q, i'll go ahead and and open a new project save it as q1 name it or whatever yeah then for that then i'll go and, and close that out and, and open my template up a new session then I'll save it as Q2 and I'll only focus on Q2 and moving on. So now I have 33 queues, 33 projects, separate projects. So now you'll never have to worry about messing up the time of everything. So whenever you turn that Q in, in the title, when it's got the title of the name, you know, version one, then you have the time code put in there of like the start time. Mm. And then in the, you don't really have to do the end times. the The start time is important because when you get it over to the editor or the director, okay. they want to be able to get the film, get your cue, look at the time code it starts at, and go to that time code, and pop your cue right in and hit play, and it's going to sync up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As long as you've locked in your your DAW to the picture, if it's syncing perfectly. So I don't know why I have all these hand motions. So it's, <laughs> I'm <all laughs> distracting myself. So, yeah, as long as you got it synced to picture in the title every time you always want to where you put your left indicator to export the track, you always want and I always give it like a bar ahead of okay. of room. So like say if I'm starting at 1 minute exactly, I'll give it at 55 is my okay. timing. So like 0, 01005500 0, 0, 0, 0. The zero one is always like an hour i guess it's like the oh you know, and zero one or actually the reel of how many reels or like feature films that have like four reels like you know like back in the day those big reels the cameras used to cover yeah. or hat so that's literally what the time code is and it's basically just a way to sync from a camera whatever medium it's shot through to bring it into like a different editing software and you want to sync with that camera's time It's just a way to sync all these equipment together, you know, and it's, it's older technology, but it's still useful today because that's how we know we get a piece of, of whatever it is. We sync it to our DAW, you know, and make sure that whatever we give them is going to, is going to line up, you know? So, but yeah, just, just to keep in mind is just, just do every scene on its own project. (coughs) And, you know, and that's how I did this whole series, man. So at the end of the day, I had like 360 cues Sheesh. for this HBO Max series, but each episode, you know, had, had its own folder okay. and then all cues were there in their yeah. own projects. See, you know, just moving on. It's, it's hell to keep up with like organizing. You know, that you have, the, man, you got these cue sheets and you have all these staring at numbers the whole time it's fun it's great to like have a, a series but yeah. the responsibility is out there man yeah. you have to be on point like just keeping up with those numbers because one number off throws everything off yeah you know it's the worst you have an editor hitting you up hey man your your stuff's not syncing to picture oh my gosh so then now you got to go back and like Figure oh out. I, was off, I was off four frames my bad you yeah. know stuff like that
1: yeah that's dope man and I think because you know some people want to just hop straight into scoring I'm not saying it's impossible I get especially if you have a mentor you have guidance and you that's what you do but I think it's cool to start in the like starting with libraries and things like that because now you get you kind of get the the gist of you know what information they need for a song or a cue or a brief and things like that. So you kind of get to see part of that process. And then you may work with a music supervisor and you see the type of things that they look for and want. And then, you know, you start getting exposed to cue sheets and things like that. So then by the time you actually reach the level of, you know, composing to picture, or like scoring a, 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 you know, a short film or something, you kind of have like this experience from all the other things where, it wasn't as risky jumping. It's not super risky jumping into a library and producing, you know, production music, but I think it, it allows you to kind of get your feet wet and, and get some experience before diving in, into the deep end and just being completely overwhelmed with that stuff. Yeah, I think that that world of
0: scoring is definitely something you can't just jump in, man. Yeah. I mean, just from experience, it's like, you you know, you may know how to score, and that's good. That's just, that's not even half <laughs> <have not>. <laughs> no, the battle. It's not. No, man, that's the easy part. What it is. Yeah. It's, it's the, the filing naming, the filing systems. Like I, I can't stress how important labels are, man. Like naming and like making sure again, that every frame in the time code is exactly what you see is what you put on the actual cue sheet on the, you know, your metadata, however you're tracking it, like. I use like an excel sheet where i actually i use qdb it's a it's a software that you can go on the website and you can either pay for like a it's like 30 bucks but that's what i use for the series because each queue that i was working with it, it allows you to upload the whole thing and then put in your the queue number and it'll like line everything up for you and at the very end of the project after you did like 32 queues on one episode all the time codes are there and so when you like go and basically export that sheet as like an Excel and everything's already put in place for you, like it's like the X, I can't even, mm. Excel sheet, everything's already transfers over from all the stuff you plug into it. So that helps tremendously, man. Yeah. But yeah, it's just those things. Just, just learn the basics and foundations of stuff. Yeah. Practice with it. Like bring a track in and dissect it before you go and say, I want to do it. Because yeah. that the first step is having that I want to do it. The next step is, is educating yourself before mm-hmm. you just dive in. Because I've seen some people, I've gotten phone calls from, I'm not going to say names, but anyway, I've gotten phone calls where they were working on like Lionsgate things, right? Like these theories. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, can you help so and so out? They don't, basically they don't know they don't know how to get past this point. Can you come mm-hmm. in and help them out? And I'm like, <clears throat> okay yeah what's going on and then they you know and then i have to go back and read and like oh crap they like oh man then you have to like be like the negotiator hey no problem you know yeah i see the problem we'll go ahead and get this fixed and you shut it off and you're like oh my god. how do i because they wanted to do something and they dove in and they had the opportunity because they know people but they weren't prepped and they got a real good lesson on jumping in you know yeah make sure you could back up back yourself up when you have an opportunity because that's the worst is when you because it affects you and people don't think about it at the time because usually because of ego but that stuff affects your name you know you make one bad taste in somebody's mouth you don't know who all they know yeah and it's it's crazy man it's crazy how people don't value that
1: yeah you want you want them to call you back and like this industry is like music for tv and film because it's, it's more so the tv and film industry honestly but it's not as big as you may think and word travels around fast and you'll end up blacklisted quick <laughs> like, you know what i mean
0: and, and what's the worst is when you're not yeah you're not keeping up of who you're working with and stuff because i've worked with i've worked with a few people that were blacklisted and they were using me to go around that black yeah Yeah. But then that was affecting my name and thank God, I knew the guy that ran the facility. He knew who I was. So he called me and said, Hey man, I see, you know, you were working on this project and -and so-and-so brought you on. Like, what's up with that? Are you working with him? And I'm like, Oh, he just, you know, he said he had a brief if I could help him out. And he's like, dude, we don't work with that guy. And you're glad I saw that because moving forward, we would have blacklisted you without even knowing dang I'm like golly like dude, what did I do
1: like you know pay attention to who who you work with man and yeah integrity is everything man just like do do everything with integrity you know when when people aren't looking make sure you do the right thing at the end of the day that's crazy Mm -hmm. man so listen I'm gonna open it up for questions if you guys have some questions man you guys want to ask guilty drop them in the chat we probably already have a bunch, man. We just got, we got to talking, but Juan Martin says, what's better working with libraries or directly with music supervisors?
0: You got that? that or is no, that...
1: I, I'll, I'll let you take it, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, I, for me, I mean, I think it's it's of course music supervisor because you're, you're more likely going to get the placement before a library pool. Cause at this point you're talking to the music direct, I mean, music supervisor, you're you have the opportunity to know exactly what they're looking for they're telling you what they want opposed to them going to a catalog or library and just dragging a track out themselves this gives you the time to like build with that person first off you know you're gonna have a i mean super quick story i met somebody from 10 years ago that was a music supervisor and you know i was just the guy he would always pull my work and it turned into you know, a relationship later on that, you know, till this day, now he gets a lot of work my way because of that relationship I had with him because, you know, I he was able to tell me what I want, what he wanted. And I was able to try to paint the picture for him, landed it. And he's like, oh, great job. And then he's always going to vouch for you, you know? So it's like, it's always good working the music supervisor. But at the same time, if you don't have access to that, which a lot of us don't at the beginning, libraries are great. Cause it's a way to, you know, grease the wheels, as they say, like, get your hands on and, and learn structure, learn what works and just a lot of practice. So I would say both, but yeah, supervisors is always, it's always good working with people other than just the machine.
1: Yeah, nah, definitely. Definitely agree. G's town says, what gets you blacklisted?
0: Oh man. Just being a jerk, man. It's like when you don't treat people like people, ego, ego gets you blacklisted period. There's no other way to say it because I've had a music supervisor didn't know who I was jumping down my throat. That sounds bad. Jumping at me because pause. Well, something <laughs> yeah, pause. Can you cut that out? Dude, something I didn't even do. And I was just trying to be loyal to somebody and I'd let them know, hey, you know, this is going on. And this guy's like, Well, yeah, go and handle that. And this guy like went off like nothing happened and went off on me. Like um, I don't know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, so it's like I you know, coming from a family of, of, you know, people that wrestle and fight all the time. I want in Texas wanted to be like, Hey, don't be talking to me. You know, you want to get that, that, you know, you want to fight back, but then you have to realize, man, this could turn into something else. So I need to, as many times as my dad told me to punch back, like I got to learn to keep my words and just, you know, move on. Yeah. And I'm so thankful I did because that is exactly why I'm even here, you know, where I am in my career, because, you know, those stages led to many other amazing things. And if I would have just went, you know, old school on them, I would have just broke the ties. So basically blacklisted is is what they call whenever you mess up, whenever you you're not good to work with, they'll go ahead and tell all their industry people, don't work with this guy, he did this, this and this. So then they'll go and spread it to their friends and it's like a wildfire. So your yeah. name basically goes out there. So whenever you try to get a gig and they see your name, they're not going to want to work with you at all. They'll be like, oh, yeah. the guy's blacklisted from this company. Don't take any material. In fact, all the material you have trash his folders. Yeah. Like that's literally what I think I saw someone in the comments that said what's blacklisted.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That yeah, that was that was the one we were in. Yeah, man. A hundred percent facts, man. A hundred percent facts. Yo, listen. I, I know. I know you're a busy guy, man. We went over an hour. I don't want to hold you too long, but man, let the people know where they can find out more about you, follow you, follow your your journey, your story. Uh, this this has been a super dope conversation. I'm gonna have to have you back on, bro. And we can we can oh, continue no. ch- chop it up, man. This was dope.
0: Actually, I just I, I started a YouTube where I'm gonna be doing thanks to Clint. You know, I'm I'm gonna do a little ventures off where I do more of this and and you know talking just because being in my position, I like to bring people on to help, but I like them to feel comfortable with it. But there's a lot of education that comes with it. And I would encourage everybody to like really get educated that you wanna do and then come in and like read briefs, read descriptions, make sure that you've done everything you can on your power before you just shoot stuff over at us looking for music. And cause then we have to, like I stayed up last night and I know this, you're like shout out, but this is like going over the edge, but it, I'm using my voice. So i had to go through and like fix a lot of errors man like i had other things to commit to and i had to stay up four hours over because i was fixing data sheets and fixing i'm the guy that didn't just like hey you know what go fix it yourself and bring it back to me yeah. i have of a heart anyhow it's yeah just just reading all that stuff and and, and you know but yeah i'm usually active on instagram that's really that's um, yeah Gilflow productions at Gilflow productions is where i'm at and dope. yeah man
1: dope man yeah i'll make sure to, to drop that in the description so yeah man super dope appreciate you coming through bro we'll definitely catch up and link up i'm sure we'll we'll end up working on some some more projects together man Absolutely. but yeah man super inspiring keep it up shout out to everybody in the stream man thank you guys for coming through hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of this conversation, man, I know I know, I did, man. It's always dope to, to talk to my guy. Also, if you guys, you know, want to learn how to kind of break into the, the TV film space, doing a free workshop, just go to beatsfortvlive.com, register. It's going to be dope. And that's it, man. I'm out. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the music is my business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now. So you can know every time I drop a new episode, if you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit clintproductions.com today to download my free six step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.